0: Welcome back to another episode of Another Mother Podcast, a safe place for blended families to unravel the blended chaos and share lessons learned, the good, the bad, and the high conflict. I'm your host, Dana. I've been a struggling and confused stepmom for over eight years now, and I'm finally feeling like I'm starting to find my groove, while flailing and failing along the way. Now let's grab a drink and talk some shit. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Another Mother Podcast. I am so fucking excited to be back. I'm not gonna lie, I've missed you all. I've missed podcasting. I've missed sitting here in my walk-in closet all cozy and just like speaking my mind and venting. I must say I, there's been, like I, I can just feel that I needed to be back doing this in my bones and especially since like starting to get back into more of a routine with you know all the covid bullshit and whatnot so i just want to let you know that like if you think at all that any of these episodes help you um like honestly i feel like it just it helps me just as much i would say just kind of like talking and getting my thoughts out um that being said i I realized I haven't recorded anything since March and I honestly just can't believe how much of our family dynamic has changed since then. Um, So there's a lot to go over. Honestly, I'm excited to get into, you know, all the nitty gritty stuff. Um, Today, I'm just going to kind of be updating you on what's been going on with me and my family and how things have been going there, how things have you know, changed or improved anything like that. So honestly, I hope you'll stick around with me. And if not, that's okay. I have a lot of um, new episodes coming out that'll be a little more on the educational side of things. um, And that'll be a little more like self, self self-help in a way. Um, That's kind of my goal now. Um, I know in the past, I know, if you've listened this far, I know I started out kind of on my own, um, recording and whatnot. And then, you know, obviously we got Amanda involved, which was great. And I loved every minute of it. Um, and you know, things changed for her. So she wanted, needed to take a step back, which is totally fine and totally understandable. um, And now it's just back to me. So I'm kind of, I've had some time to just kind of think of like, what do I really want this platform to be? What do, you know, what, what do I want to make of this? Um, And honestly, I just think at this point, like, I'm not an expert. I've had lots of experience, um, but that might be different from your experience. I, I think it's, I don't know if about you guys, but I feel like it's really hard to find another stepmom that has the exact same experience it's actually just like quite crazy just how many different family dynamics there are when it comes to a blended family so i'm really excited to get some of our special guests on here that you know, know a thing or two and have some words of wisdom or some advice, or maybe they have some tools that will help you, um, in your situation or at the very least, you know, you can start following them and their journey and maybe relate to them a little bit more. So that's kind of the direction I'm gearing into. Um, obviously if you're still into the personal stuff, maybe I should just take a poll on Instagram or something like that, but, um, You know, if you still want to hear a little bit more about me, I'm sure I will be overly venting about (laughs) my own situation if that um, helps anybody in any way as well. Um, So yeah, I am just really excited to be doing this again. And just, yeah, Um, do bear with me. My plan fingers crossed. My plan is to start recording once a week again. Um, But life is life and life is crazy busy. So if you don't see it every Monday, don't fret. I will get to it. But... I mean, so again, okay, so I'll start from the beginning. Um, probably the last time I I recorded, I was talking a little bit more about how my spouse has needed to go work away. Um, so he is gone anywhere from a week to a month he's gone that amount of time. Um, we're not on a very good schedule yet. Um, that is our plan, but he has been working away for some time. Um, he's home now, which is like exactly why I've been able to like sit here and record because I feel like just having that other parent around has been just so helpful to kind of get me back on track for a long time. It was just me. Um, And I got to tell you, like, if there's other stepmoms or moms out there or dads, for that matter, stepdads that are just like holding down the fort at home, like, I tip my hat to you, good sir, because this is like, I thought I had it because, you know, I'm like an independent woman and I don't need nobody. I got this. And (laughs) I'm realizing just it's more, it's not so much the physical load. It is the, it's, it's totally the mental load. Like I can handle pretty much anything kind of thrown at me, but as far as like the mental load of like being the only parent, um, being the one conversing with everybody that you need to converse with in life, um, just all that little nitty gritty stuff. If there's like, you know, something that the kids are dealing with internally, like they only have my ears in that moment, right? Like, you know, we're really great. We talk to dad multiple times a day. The kids are able to, but it's not the same when, you know, they're just not in the same house as you, um, and in person. So carrying that load, I find has been the biggest struggle for me with my spouse working away. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just fucking exhausted. Like it's hard being all the people and all the things and getting to all the places and making sure you write everything on the calendar, making sure you don't miss anything. Um, fucking check in your oil. Holy shit. So my spouse, of course he came home and he's like, let's just get all the nitty gritty just shit done. It's, you know, it's winter here where I live. Um, let's check all the things. So unfortunately I had been having trouble with one of my, um, cars that I use on my day to day. It's a standard and we had such, such cold weather, um, in the last few weeks that I just wasn't, I hadn't been driving it cause the roads were so bad. And then when I went to go use it again, it's like my e-brake wouldn't disengage. Anyway, and end of the day, I just told him like, hey, it won't budge. I don't want to drive with it on. I can't figure it out. Like, I'm just going to use the other car for now. So when he came home, he's like checking it. And of course it's fucked. So like, (sighs) I just hate cars. They give me so much anxiety. And so anyway, he fixed that. And then, you know, he's checking the air of my tires and he's like, this one's been way lower. Like if you can see like around the outside of your tire, it's a little balder, like that's not good. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I mean, I don't always check. I don't always think to check this shit. Like to me, this has been, <laughs> these have been his odd jobs over the last decade that we've been together. So to get it into my head that that's something that I need to do is just like really hard. Um, then he's checking the oil and he's like, Dana, you are so low on oil and that is so bad. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, okay. So then I'm like, how can we remedy this? Like, how can I do better? I have a lot on my plate. He realizes this. So obviously it's not like he's pissed at me or anything, but he's just kind of like, these are things that we can't forget to remember. And it's like, he works away. His mind's not in that because he's firefighting. He's got a lot of shit on his plate too. He's like running the show up North. So it's like, okay, how can we make this work? So we both put it in our phones on our calendar. Like in January, we need to check the oil again. and maybe you know, get that done. But anyway, so those little nitty gritty things, the fucking garbage and recycling, that's something I can never seem to remember to put out because that's just something he always did. Um, Just, you know, the mundane stuff that's just like not on my radar. So that's, that's been a struggle for me. Meanwhile, both of my kids are back in sports. Hallelujah. I love to see them Growing and making new friends and just getting back into things and being passionate, um, I'm beyond excited about it. Um, they're both doing so good and especially my stepdaughter, she's been having some struggles, you know, at school as far as friendships. I I'm pretty sure we kind of dove into that a little bit, um, in the last few episodes that I did record. Um, just school friends like just can't, we just can't stay consistent. Um. I'm not sure what it is because I'm not in her shoes and, you know, I'm not there to experience it or anything. But it just seems like her best bet of friends has always been in sports. That's just where she feels the most connected to these girls and... I'm there for it. So it's been wonderful to just see her connect. And these girls, they just think the world of her and these parents think the world of her. And, you know, she's just not, Oh my God, you know, this girl at school who thinks she's this and that No, when she's in her sports mode, she's the goalie that, you know, they count on, they rely on, um, who's pretty much the backbone of the team in a lot of ways. And, you know, in a lot of ways, their biggest supporter when they're out on the ice playing a game. She's, you know, in the back, she's yelling, she's cheering, she's slapping her stick on the ice because she's just so supportive of them. So I think that's been just a really big game changer for her. Um, And it's definitely boosted her confidence and just feeling like she's seen and connected and just has a place to belong in a lot of ways. Um, my son, he's just been, oh my God, he's just like a little hockey addict. It's been so funny. Um, he, in the past when he's played hockey, you know, he was a lot younger. So he was just kind of like, la-di-da, I'm on the ice. And, you know, it's okay. And to really connect to kids. And now he's just making friends and he's, you know, trying to build his strength and he's trying to be healthy and he wants to be a better player. And he's trying to figure out what position he wants to be. And the kids on his team are all obsessed with like their hockey cards you can collect. um, tim hortons is like you know selling them for like a dollar every time you go get a coffee i'm getting a lot of coffee so there's a lot of hockey cards coming in and out um so that's just been funny he's just developing that so then when his dad you know when daddy is home that's just like such a hot topic in this house my house is a hockey house through and through so which is great because i used to play it's all good we're all sports, ice sports here. So it's, it's wonderful. So it is really nice to see them back at it. There's no restrictions anymore. So knock on wood that they're not coming back, but, um, yeah, it's just been great. Um, so as far as my kids go, like things have been going pretty good. Like, um, yeah, like I'm happy to share that they're just, they seem to be just kind of back to their normal selves, normal routines. We are a hundred percent at the rank, at least four to five times a week. Um, so there's that on a slow week, maybe three times. So that's not too bad, but that is also the reason I'm trying to find that rhythm, that routine of being able to record the podcast. Um, you know, cause usually at night, that's usually when I do it, but it's just like by the end of the night, like on days like that, where you're running all over the place, I'm just exhausted. And I just feel like, you know, I want to be in it when I'm recording. I want to be in it. I want to be lively. I don't want to just be doing it just because I feel like I have to and I'm like dying on the inside and just want to go to sleep. So be patient with me. I will figure it out, I'm sure at some point. But uh, there's no kind of regular scheduled days of like this is this and this is this. As you know, as a blended family, I find it really hard to like find that routine of like every Monday or every Tuesday we do this or every Wednesday is this, like it's fucking all over the place. Cause you just never know, especially with my spouse being gone. Like it's no longer like, okay, I'll just take a step back and he can do the things if it, you know, in regards to my stepdaughter or anything, it's like, no, it's fully me on this end. So, um, I really appreciate you guys patience and when I can distribute these and kind of record and get them out into the world. So thank you in advance. Um, so I mean, I've had a big chance to kind of reflect over the last eight months. I've had some time to just like go over things that have happened in the past. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm just really, really, really excited about what the future holds for us. Um, and I wanted to let you guys know, I know I talk about my spouse a lot. I know I call him husband sometimes or my spouse or whatever, but like, just so everybody knows we are not actually married. We are getting married though. My spouse, he proposed to me, about five months ago. And I am so excited. And it was the sweetest thing. We've always talked about getting married. Um, we just figured it would be way, way, way in the future, just because, you know, feels like since the beginning, we've just been like fighting for us to be a family. And it's like the entire world just has had a problem with it. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody can relate to it, but it's like between families and like, court mediation and like just people nitpicking and like all the finances are going towards, you know, just like trying to make things better for our kids and whatnot. So, um, it was always kind of in the back of our minds, but it was never like first on our priority list. Um, but that changed. Um, he proposed to me, it was, very sweet and cute and totally us. Um, I won't get into too much details cause I kind of want to hold that a little dear to my heart. Um, but I think I had a lot to do with just being away from each other. Um, it, de- it definitely just, we definitely grow more of an appreciation for each other. And we definitely, if anything has come out of this, like I know, You know, our families aren't exactly on board with him being away um, because they feel like um, it's not great for our kids. It's not going to be great for our relationship. Um, On the contrary, because I just feel like him and I, we can get through anything. Um, And I know that's a pretty cheesy, generic thing to say, but honestly, like as a blended family in a blended relationship, I'm not saying they're all like this, but like going through the shit that you go through, going through all the people who want to be naysayers and kind of tear down your relationship, merging two homes together with children involved, outside sources, um, having to deal with somebody's ex on a regular fucking basis, having them in your life, having to see them on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis or whatever that might be dude, that shit's hard. That shit is so hard. And the amount of high conflict shit we went through for probably, I'm going to say about six years and then going through court, being each other's support, um, you know, going through parental alienation, like all that stuff. Like we have met some professionals Mm -hmm. who have just been in awe that we would still be together, and that we're still good, that we still love each other. And don't get me wrong, we're just like any other. We're just like any other couple. Whereas, like, don't get me wrong, we still have our moments. We still have our arguments. We still have our fights and disagreements. Like, but we always come out stronger and we have evolved so much over the years, which has been so great. And I just feel like with him being gone, we've really like appreciated each other in a larger sense. And we very much communicate that to each other. And I just feel like he needed me to know that he's, He's my forever man. Like, I think he needed me to be able to look down at my finger and just know that, like, he wants me forever and ever and always, no matter, no matter the distance between us. And I just thought, I just thought that was the sweetest thing. And we are currently kind of planning our wedding. Um, We are looking into the summer of 2024. Nothing is set in stone yet. Um, but yeah, we are. Um, I'm, we're very much like we don't announce things. We don't make general announcements. Um, we didn't really tell anybody right away. <laughs> um, we just like, you know, our family's our family. We just kind of kept it to ourselves for quite a bit. And I think that has thrown some people off. But like, to me, this is like, this is my second marriage. Um, it's his first, but he doesn't like a lot of, you know, insane attention on him. And I'm the same way. Like I don't want an engagement party. I don't need engagement gifts. I don't need like all the, like, what are we planning and showers and this and that? Like, all I want is just a celebration of our love. I want to have a sweet little dress. I want him to be comfortable. I want to have some good food. I want to have all of our loved ones around. and we just want to have a good time and I think the way where we're going and what we're planning is going to really reflect the people that we are and the type of couple we are as well um Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like really excited about that. That's probably the most in-depth I've probably gone into um, our engagement because we have a lot of people in our life that are just like, meh, cool, whatever. Like we've already done the marriage thing and blah, blah, blah. And now my sister-in-law is also engaged and she's a little bit more of like, she's doing it the whole I think traditional way, you know, she's going to probably have the engagement party, this and that she's got dresses, she's got events, she's like lining up everything. She's going to, you know, food tastings and things like that. So I think that was another reason why we kind of held back our date too, was because she's, you know, I mean, we've been together for 10 years. She's really excited. I think she really wants to, you know, get a boost on getting things going and planning her wedding and then probably starting a family and stuff. So we were like, you know what, we have lots of time. We are just going to hold back. So then we, it doesn't make any family feel like they need to go to one or the other or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that's, what's been going on there. As far as my relationship, we are still very much in love and we're doing well. Our relationship has, you know, Like any other one, you need to, I feel like we need to work extra hard to maintain um, good communication and respect and just validating each other. Um, As much as I feel like things are hard for me at home, um, just dealing with all the things on a day-to-day basis, I know things are really hard for him just being away not being able to experience things, um, with the kids or with me or, you know, some firsts or, you know, just, just the things that you, you maybe on a day-to-day basis take for granted. Um, those are the things that he misses the most. So I do my very best to like, always make sure, I'm recording, like I'm always like if the kids have events or if they're even if they're out of practice or something like that or if they're doing something cool, I take lots of pictures, lots of videos, and then we do do video chats every night, um, or every morning depending on what shift he's on. But uh, yeah, those are things I can kind of do to just like make sure that he's still involved, he's still able to chat with the kids about whatever it is that they're doing. So that's really nice. Um, I know I've complained in the past that technology is a bit of a bitch, but in this case, (laughs) I'm very thankful for it. I'm very thankful that we can still see each other's faces. My kids can still look at their daddy and say goodnight um, at the end of the night. And uh, yeah, so things have been going good there. Um, We will probably continue to do this for quite some time. Um, I am currently... Again, if you're new listening, I currently own two businesses, plus I do the podcast. Um, So that kind of keeps me pretty busy. I homeschool our son. Um, My stepdaughter goes to school. So things are kind of, you know, I'm balancing a lot of plates, it feels like. But they're all choices that we've made. Um, So I am building, I've started building a... Um, Photography studio in my basement. It is a work in progress. It has been for quite some time. My plan was to have it ready by September. Um, But with my, you know, my spouse being out of work and things like that for a little while, we kind of put it on hold for a bit. So now that we're kind of getting our feet back under us, um, that's something that I'm still working on. So I guess my future plans would be to focus a lot more on that and get that rolling so that I can bring in a little more income while I can have my son at home. And then therefore my spouse can hopefully be home a little more and not feel like he needs to be gone all the time. It's just like, holy shit, this inflation bullshit. I mean, I won't get too far into it, but I am sick to death of gas, food, every fucking thing going up. I am so sick to death of it. Um, it just sucks. Like we look back and we're like, I, the job that my spouse did have while he was home, even if he still had it with all this inflation, I don't think we'd be able to do it. Like, I still think he would have had to go away. Like it's just unreal. And then like, I could go back to work, but then it's like, we really don't want to upset that balance of being able to homeschool our son. So it's just like this, these are our options at this point. So it is what it is. But it anytime I miss him, it just motivates me to just work harder just to so I can bring in more so that he can be home more. So that's been a little bit of uh, some motivation for me. Um, yeah, so again, a little bit of context in case there's some new people kind of coming in on this episode. Um, if it is your first time listening, I've been a stepmom for nine years. My stepdaughter's 13. She'll be turning 14 soon. Lord help me. I'm joking. Things have been going pretty well, but holy shit, hormones. And my biological son is almost 10. Um, I've never really gotten along with bio mom. Um, not to say that we fight and argue or anything like that. Like we have, I maybe think we've like been kind of a little catty like twice or whatever. Um, so about 98% of our co parenting. Um, communication was always done through spouse and bio mom. Um, bio mom does have a spouse as well. Um, you know, in the beginning of things, I think he was a little more scarce. We didn't really see him all that much. I would definitely say we see a lot more of him now. He has a major role in, um, my stepdaughter's life, which is great. Um, and she seems to really love him as well. Um, so that has been like a whole new thing, you guys. So I don't know if I've talked to you about it. And oh, I know I have talked about it in the past. But in the past, I have been a literal ghost. Um, when I'm around, I like there's no not even any eye contact, they will walk right past me. Um, I just don't fucking exist. Um, there's no reason to, there have been times where I've gone to support my stepdaughter while she's on her mom's time to like an extracurricular activity or whatever it is. And I'll be kind of like waiting there, hoping that like, you know, my stepdaughter will like come over and say hello. And so I can give her a hug and, you know, take off or whatever. But, um, and, and and literally they've been like so ignorant towards me that they've like just taken her and left and I'll be like, Hey, wait, ah, uh, and like no one even acknowledges me. I've never been more of a ghost than I have been as a stepmom. It has been ridiculous. So all in all, if I could ever describe my co-parenting relationship with bio mom, I would say it was just like non-existent almost because she just didn't want to acknowledge my presence. Um, anyway, I used to try to like be kind and send photos, you know, when she was on our time, if she was doing something cool or like whatever, but I was mostly ignored. So it's fine. I just stopped reaching out and I was just like, okay, we're, this is just not where we're at. We're just at the point where we just don't say anything. Right. Um, so fast forward to today and with my spouse being out of town, majority of the time, it is literally just me solo parenting and needing to co-parent with her. And her husband sometimes like it just, you know, I was going to try to avoid it at all costs. I still kind of do, but there are just some times where like I have to, um, when we made the decision to have my spouse work away, it was really tough. We put a lot of thought into just the process and had many conversations on what that might look like. And the thought that just kept hanging in the back of our minds was how is this going to work with co-parenting? Considering our past and how things have gone previously, I didn't see it going very well. I figured there would just be a lot of fights, control tactics, and my biggest fear is that she would just withhold my stepdaughter, which legally she could. She has every right to do while her dad is away. So another perk being a step-parent, you know, we have zero rights. If she wanted to keep her, she totally would have every right to, and that would be it. Luckily, my stepdaughter is at an age where she can kind of speak up and be like, mom, don't be ridiculous. Like I'm going over to Dana's. It's all good. As long as she doesn't fucking hate me in that, (laughs) in that moment. Um, so we did, we did, we took a chance and thought if it gets really bad, that I would just have to go back to work full time and we'd figure it out so we can make sure our family stays together and that she can still be with us, right? Um but I'm just really 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 happy to report that things have been going really smoothly. Not perfect, but smoothly. Okay, guys, like I just want to preface this like nothing's perfect. I still have my thoughts, I'm sure they still have theirs, but things have been going rather smoothly these days. I know, right? Knock on wood. I got wood. I got a wood dresser right here. We've been able to text each other for updates and planning and have been able to somewhat exist in the same space at my stepdaughter's extracurricular activities, which has been crazy huge, especially for my stepdaughter as far as feeling that nasty tension between the two households. it's been re- It's just been so much better. Um, we will have the odd conversation, um, and be amicable in front of the kids. And I just feel it's a huge step in the right direction. Um, I really wish I knew exactly what's changed or what's just clicked or shifted, but whatever it is, I've definitely noticed a shift over the last year or so. And I can't tell whether it's because we're all just sick of being hateful or we're just maturing or just realizing the importance that like none of this shit matters. The only thing that matters is like the kids and what they're going through. Like we have to be able to put our shit aside and just parent and just be there for them. I mean, I've even gone to the point where both kids have had ice times at the exact same time. And I just like, you know, I'm only, I'm only one person. There's only so much I can do. So I've been able to text BioMom and be like, hey, I'm in a bind and I can't get, you know, my stepdaughter to her ice time. Or like, you know, <clears throat> if I'm able to bring my son to this ice, can you come pick? you know, stepdaughter up and like, maybe take her there and then I'll just meet you guys there and then you could leave or whatever. And she's totally done it. She's totally helped me. Um, you know, it's, I mean, yes, it's with her own daughter, but at the very, like back in the day, back in the day, if this was the case and I needed her help, regardless that it would have affected her own daughter, she either wouldn't have answered or would have been like, no, I can't, sorry like crazy. And like literally she, I mean, she works in the service industry. So she, I know like the night before she was up super late. She like into the wee morning hours. She got out of bed, she picked up her daughter and took her to her ice time. And I was just like, this is something, isn't it? Like, I can't believe it. And maybe it's just the fact that maybe the bit of the shift change is like That my spouse and her just butt heads so much. And don't get me wrong. Like they can both be polite to each other and it's pretty good. But like maybe there's something to be said of like two females being able to kind of like work those things out. Now that we're a little bit more level-headed and our heads are a little more clear and not clouded with like just hate and competition and just... Yeah, anger, right? Like, obviously, we've all been angry for our own reasons, but I just feel like when we're not clouded with that anymore, maybe the two of us communicate a little bit more easily. And I know my spouse is like, he is famous for not answering texts. If you're listening to this right now, you know who my spouse is. If you go through your phone, I guarantee you, you were the last one to text him and got no answer. (laughs) He's just so bad for it. I mean, he doesn't necessarily do that with me. Sometimes he does, but that's because he ends up calling later. But, like, he'll look at it and he'll respond in his own head, but he doesn't answer. Um, If you love him, you know that he means nothing by it. It's just in his nature. Um, Text, social media, anything like that. Like, he could give a shit less. Like, he's like, call me if you want to talk to me. He's just... He's old school. He's got an old soul. I love him for it dearly. But like when it comes to needing to communicate for the sake of your child, I guess that doesn't really fare well with the other person because you're not actually getting an answer and they're not giving you that, you know, grace of like, oh, that's just who he is. She's just pissed. Right. So I think that might help have a little something to do with it too. So yeah, so things have been going good there. Um, I am losing my shit a little bit on just like not having all the time in the world. Um, But it's funny because as far as the solo parenting goes... um, Funny enough, I sat and chatted with a mom from my son's hockey team yesterday, and her husband also works away most of the time. And we just talked about how hard things can be when you parent alone, because there just seems to be no time for yourself and just no one to fill in when you're doing the tedious things around the house or running errands. Uh, So we joked about our husbands and how they get to eat alone in silence, have a nice hotel room, and how they just have actual time to like think. Um, literally as I was planning this episode, I had dogs playing, barking, my son talking to me about his feelings of being anxious before his big hockey game. My spouse texting me about a problem at work. And that's just for example, like that's just how much I have going on all at once. When this woman showed up, partway through the practice, we were talking to him about being away and how nice some of the locations he gets to go to must be, you know, golf, lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he reminded us that a lot of it is just hotel rooms and a lot of airports and a lot of loneliness and just a lot of missing his family, but there is the odd perk, but it is really hard to have to be away. And, you know, I just, thought his perspective was really enlightening because there are times during the day where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I am so overwhelmed. There's like a tiny tad little microscopic, you know, part of me. That's just a little resentful that he gets to, you know, at the end of the day, when he's done work, he can stop hard stop, get some food, sit down, just unwind and just like be for a second. And I don't always feel like I get that, right? Of course, like I'm at home, you know, sometimes the kids are upset at night or whatever. And sometimes I don't even get to sleep or get to bed until like 9.30, 10 o'clock. And by that time, all the things that I hoped I could get done between like 8.30 and 9.30 is shot to shit because I'm just, I'm just exhausted, right? Um, So I found that to be a very interesting perspective. And it it kind of hit me a little bit harder, as sad as this is, that it came from somebody else because it made me just, again, just look at my spouse with admiration and respect of just like, no, this isn't just him being away and he can kind of like, you know, have his fun and, you know, do the job that he's always wanted to do. And I think that's great. But it's also just like he is completely torn from being away from us. So that was just an interesting perspective. And I don't know, I just respect the hell out of these people, men, women, mom, dads, I don't care. Stepmom, stepdad. I have so much respect for these people that go work away to earn a living because it is got to be tough. Like I am such a fucking homebody. Like I am just happy as shit to be in my stepdaughter's beanbag chair in my closet, in my jammies, with my slippers on, with my water, with my cozy blanket. And I couldn't be happier. Like I can't even imagine just being in a hotel all the time. We went to my stepdaughter's ring at game. If you've been, um, listening in on some of my stories on Instagram or whatever, we spent three nights in a hotel Um, it was like, we obviously all shared a room together, the four of us. And it could have been worse, but it could have been fucking better if you know what I mean. Like (laughs) having to share one room for the four days we were there and not having any walls or any privacy or anything like that. Like, Oh my God. Like I could not like those four walls just like killed me at all times. There was at one point, like I'm not, I'm not someone who works out a lot. I'm not like a gym rat or anything. I'm not someone that's like, Ooh, a gym. I'm going to go to it. Like <laughs> I was like, Oh, we have a gym here. I'm going to go work out for 30 minutes just to like get away from everybody. Cause like, I need some space and I just like my home. Like I can, you know, if I need to escape and take a minute, like because of the kids or whatever, like I can at my own home, but like in the hotel now. No, I'm like, give me, give me my bed. Give me my home. Like I could stay home forever. That's why, that's why someone like me (laughs) going through a lockdown situation, not a problem. (laughs) Like I, I mean, I feel for the people that like went stir crazy and, you know, had mental health issues and things like that. Like I totally sympathize with them. But for, for someone like me, I was like, I got this. I've been training for this my whole life. I've been training for this my whole life. I'm such a homebody. I'll I'll do the odd party. I'll do the odd going out thing. You know, I'll go out to other people's houses. I'm not completely stuck to my home, but at the end of the day, I am. I'm so fucking happy to pull in my driveway, get out of my car, walk into my house, take off my bra, put on comfy pants, put on my slippers and just be in my house. Like I am so happy to do that. So for someone to have to work away would be a damn nightmare for me. So on that note, I just want to preface that I, I have so much respect for the people that do end up going to work away for a living. Um, I guess another thing I just wanted to update you all on cause I'm sure you know, some of you have seen some of my posts or, you know, had her in my stories, but we did lose our family dog Daisy back in April. And it was just awful. It was such an awful time. Um, for those that don't know, she was diagnosed with cancer when she was nine turning 10. Um, and she also had osteoarthritis. So she was, you know, she was in some pretty rough shape. She actually passed away when she was 14, almost 15. So we got so many extra years out of her that I'm so grateful for. Um, if you might be wondering how, how that even works, she was, we were told we had maybe three to six months with her tops when she was diagnosed with her cancer. Um, I switched around. I did a lot of research, man. I sat up a lot of nights crying, surfing the internet, trying to figure out how I can save my girl. Um, and, and in the end, I like we did, we did. We gave her so many more years um, that she could experience with us. Um, and I don't regret it one bit. Um, if that is something... I won't go into too many details cause I know a lot of people it's pretty conflicting information, but if it's something that you do want to discuss with me, feel free to, um, message me or email me or anything. Um, and we can get into it there, but I know not everyone agrees with, um, the route that I took, so I won't get into it right now cause it can be kind of conflicting, but, um, if you are interested, um, and learning a little bit more about that, I'd be happy to go into that with you privately. Um, But it was sad. It was just awful. It's never fun. If you've ever had to give your, your pet that little push, um, just so that they can be, you know, kind of put out of their misery, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So Daisy, Daisy was with me since I was Almost 19. And she was my first being that I ever had to care for on my own. She was my girl. She made me so happy. She still makes me so happy when I think about her. She was just like the sweetest, sweetest dog in the entire world, my sweet yellow lab. She wouldn't hurt a fly. She was literally just our sweet Daisy. Um, she's just been through everything with me. She went through marriage at a young age divorce, pregnancy, becoming a mother, natural disaster, finding love again, watching my babies grow. She literally was the full meal deal. She saw everything. She was with me for everything. I took her everywhere I could. Um, and she was just my baby and I miss her so much. It was, it was a really tough time. Um, I like to say, it was a shock, but you know, it's like my, as my spouse said, we got like five extra years out of her that we didn't think we would ever get. And like every day was a literal gift with her. Um, so the fact that we got that much time out of her was just, just a blessing. Um, yeah. So that was a big change in our life. Um, I never not have a dog in my house. Like I always have somebody else's dog or Daisy's always here or whatever. Um, that was the only time I actually hated coming home was when she was gone. And it just, it was just so hard to walk into our house and not have her greet us or, you know, have her asleep on the couch and we'd all be like, I'm going to wake her up. I'm going to wake her up. And we'd all just like go take turns and, kiss her to wake her up (laughs) because she was such a hard sleeper in the end of her of her years um nothing woke her up in fact sometimes if we needed somebody to watch her if we had to you know be somewhere overnight or whatever some people actually thought she was like dead (laughs) because she was such a hard sleeper um but kissing her awake was always the way to wake her up so that was just something that we really missed um That being said, prior to Daisy, knowing that those were the end of her days, friends of ours had their dog got pregnant and they also have labs and they wanted to give us one of the puppies from the litter. And so we actually were able to go and see the litter of puppies while Daisy was still with us. Um, Daisy, in fact, you know, got to meet them and, um, in a way it's kind of beautiful. I feel like looking back on it, it's like she was looking at them like, okay, you're going to be the one to carry on the happiness in this family. I can let go. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. So we ended up, Daisy ended up passing away and we still had, I think we still had about three or so weeks before we could pick up our puppy. Um, And I like, again, I never thought I'd be that person that would just be like, okay, my dog's passed on. I need a new one. I always felt like it was replacing and I just never understood it. Like I was always, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit judgy on the people that did used to do that, but I wholeheartedly get it now. I needed her. I needed, I needed that companion. I haven't had, not had that companion in like 13 years and it was fucking weird to not have just that dog love there's just something to be said about it so in my heartbreak (laughs) I sat there and thought it over thought it over thought it over I got crazy I said to my spouse I said you know what I think we need two puppies like I think we should just not get one I think we should get two I was expecting him to come down and be the logical person that he is majority of the time and be like, no, Dana, we cannot get two puppies. That's ridiculous. It's costly. We don't have enough space. Um, it's just insane. So no, like I was wholeheartedly expecting him to. And he like looked at me and he was like, whatever, whatever you need, babe, whatever you think. And I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, like whatever you think, we can handle. Like at the end of the day, you know, he kind of looked at me. He's like, I'm not going to be here a lot. So like whatever you and the kids think you can handle. And I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, we can handle it. So yeah, that's right. We got two puppies. (laughs) We ended up with two labs. Um, one of which is yellow, one of which that is chocolate and I love them dearly. So Their names are Millie and Bo, and they have been just an absolute treasure. Um, They make us laugh all the time. Um, I think a lot of people think like you're not supposed to take two puppies from a litter. We did that. Um, It was funny. I committed to it. The kids picked them out. We were all excited. I'm like Googling like, yeah, litter mates. And like, (laughs) if you Google litter mates, they will just, their article after article after article on like why you shouldn't have litter mates. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. But I don't regret it in the least. They are just, they love each other so much. They get their one-on-one time with us sometimes. They're very different. Um, there's been no anxious barking or whining or, you know, needing to leave them home. Like they don't destroy anything. They're just happy as can be because they have each other. Um, so I think that's just been really great. So they've just been like a a great addition to our family. We miss Daisy terribly. We talk about her all the time. Um but I do like I I am just like I I was counting the hours and the days until I could have the dogs here because I just I think I'm like I think there's an issue there. Like it's like I I need a dog in my life. <laughs> So they've been great. I'll be sharing more about them too in my stories and whatnot. Um, But I gotta say, you know, I always felt like our household was the one that was like always a bit of a chore for like my stepdaughter to come back to. Like, you know how a lot of times like kids just want to be with their mom and dad's house is just dad's house. Um, Always kind of felt that and like, just like the back of my mind a little bit. But with these puppies, like I have to tell you like not to be that person, but like my stepdaughter like loves them. And like, she is not a very like vocal person about her feelings or things like that, but she will sit there with those puppies. And so they're like eight months old now. So they are getting pretty big. She sits there with them on the day that she's going back to her mom's. She'll sit there with those puppies and she'll just talk to them. And she's just like, I'm going to miss you guys so much. I can't wait to see you again and be good while I'm gone. And hopefully mom will take pictures and send them to me. And like, it just makes me laugh. Cause like when she comes back from her mom, she'll just sit there and she'll be like, I missed you guys so much. I missed being here. And It's just like that validation of just like, oh, she does like being here, even if it's just because (laughs) of these cute little puppies, you know what I mean? But it's just nice that she has... I think the one constant thing that's been great for my stepdaughter is like having pets and having animals. So she does have a dog at her mom's as well. And I know she just means the world to her too. Um, in fact, we've watched her a couple times, which has been super crazy too, but, um, she's a, she's a lovely dog. She's a cute little pity. Um, and I think that's just been like her constant, between the homes so I'm just like really excited about that for her and it's funny like these kids are just gonna grow up with these dogs it's gonna be insane and I think they feel a lot of pride and responsibility with these puppies they're kind of both at the age where they can have a part and feeding in um the other day but just before we left to go on our weekend trip um for my stepdaughter's tournament. I mean, I'm usually the one that sits there and I clip all the dog's nails and stuff like that. But I thought, no, you know what? Like my stepdaughter, my son can do this. This is no problem. So I held and I taught them how to clip their nails and it was a riot. And I could just see all over their faces, how much pride they had to take care of their animals. So like, Sometimes the control freak in me is just like, no, let go, let them try, let them do because they're, their dogs too. They're not just mine. You know what I mean? So in the end, I just think I don't regret our decision on the two puppies. Um, it's been wonderful. They both have such different personalities and they suit the kids to a T like, it's so funny how much they almost like have in common with each one. (laughs) So it's been awesome. And yeah, that is basically most of the update that's going on with me. Um, I'd love to hear more from you. Um, Feel free to message me and let me know what's going on with you, what I've missed. I know there's lots of you that, you know, we used to talk on a regular basis and with me kind of, you know, throwing another mother podcast to the side for a little bit while I try and get my shit together. Um, I know I've missed a lot from you guys too. So, um, maybe I'll put up a post and you can kind of tell me what you've been up to. What's good. What's not good. What's, um, what's changed for you. Um, and I'd love to hear it and stay updated with all of you as well. So, Um, yeah, that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed, like I said, we have a lot of exciting things coming up here, um, with new guests and whatnot. So I can't wait to share that with you and I look forward to it. Thank you so much for listening again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another mother podcast and being a part of our community. Remember, no matter how unique your situation, you are not alone. To be a part of the show, make episode topic suggestions, or to share your story, please email info at anothermotherpodcast.ca. and make sure to follow at Nother Mother Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and leave us a rating on your preferred podcast app if you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye!